You are now listening to A Word from the King with Marno Bosoff. Proudly brought to you by King Price Insurance, the king of insurance. Good day, everyone. Uh, this is an exciting new podcast program that we're going to do. We're going to call it A Word from the King podcast. So if you're listening to us over this podcast, welcome. This is our very first one. And if you're watching it on one of our channels, uh, you can also have a look at the video and there'll be some slides involved as well. So I'm just going to be sharing with you on this podcast specifically on culture. Uh, my name is Martin Ubosov. I'm the culture evangelist here at King Price Insurance at our head offices. And um, yeah, we're quite excited because we've built a, a business. We've built a, a great company, we believe, that people love to work at, uh, are excited to come to work. They want to be here. And uh, we focus a lot on how we structure and how we build our culture. So for us, that is quite an important element, a very important element of our whole business is the culture of the business. So if you want to learn about that, uh, we are sharing this freely. Now, obviously, one of the other things we do is we've got lots of people coming through for uh, a culture tour at our offices. You're more than welcome to come in at any time and book a culture tour with us at just send us an email to culture at kingprice.co.za and uh, we'll make a booking with you, your team, uh, bring your team, bring your company. We've got, we've, last year we've had about 1,500 people coming through our offices. It was very, very excited. Um, yeah, so that's what it's going to be about. So let me jump into a first session with you. We're going to run about 10 minutes or so. Don't want to make it too long. Uh, let me give you some stats just on one of the recent studies that was done in the UK and in Europe on the importance of culture was an interesting piece of information that came out of that. Uh, it came across that 87% of CEOs admitted that culture is a competitive advantage for their businesses. So uh, they knew that whether they, if their culture is strong versus a very weak or a toxic or a dysfunctional culture, uh, that would be 87% of them agreed a strong culture it gives you a competitive advantage in whatever market you are in. doesn't matter what industry you're in, what the products you're selling, but the culture plays a massive role. Only 19%, there's only one in five companies could say or dare to say that they think their culture is actually right. They're happy with their culture. They've got the right culture. That's one in five. But uh, one in four said that they understand their culture. So now there's three out of four companies would say, we don't understand culture. And that's one of the things that we picked up a couple of years ago. We realized that, that culture is something that many people are struggling to get a hold on. It's a, it's a thing they struggle to, to understand properly. Um, they don't have the right language or vocabulary to describe it. And because of that, they struggle to get handles on it. If you struggle to get handles on it and you don't have vocabulary, vocabulary in your mind to, to explain it in an understandable way, uh, it makes it really difficult to work with and to change things. So we've really endeavored a couple of years ago already, we decided to say, you know, we're going to focus on how do we understand culture, what's the elements within culture, what's the things we want to get right, etc. So it was interesting also in that same study, that more than 50% of the people in that study said that they are busy attempting to try and change or impact their culture. So this gives us an interesting look at a global trend more than 50% of companies in Europe were saying, we want to do something to change and work on our culture. So that brings us then to, uh, let's, let's just try and give us some sort of a definition of culture. Now, the one 
definition I want to mention is that the word culture basically comes from two different places. The one is the, from biology and the other one is the word culture from a social uh, definition. The biological definition of the word culture says it's the growth of microorganisms, viruses, tissue cells in a specially prepared nutrient medium under supervised conditions, which basically says the following. That growth of a culture takes place under supervised conditions, which is um, within a, a specifically prepared medium. That basically means supervised conditions, I'm saying, is the role of leadership to create an environment in which growth takes place. Those are the three things that's really important. The role of leadership, creating the environment for growth. We believe people want to grow. People enjoy growth. They actually love to grow. They want to develop, want to become better at whatever they're doing. But it's the role of leadership to create the right environment in which people can automatically grow. So that is a very important element, first of all, the role of leadership in that. In the social definition of culture, there's a very interesting thing that we take quite seriously. And it says that culture is learned and shared within social groups and is transmitted by non-genetic means. Now, that's a very powerful statement. Culture is shared within social groups and it is transmitted from one person to another um, by non-genetic means. That implies that the definition of culture, social definition of it, uh, referring to, the, to, to humans, is basically to say that you're not born with a culture. You grow into a culture. You get taught a culture. A culture gets taught to the individual. So I learned from my parents. I learned from the people around me, the schools I grew up in, the environment, the neighborhood, the community. Like uh, we've got the African proverb that says, it takes a village to raise a child. Yes, that village that I grew up in, I learned so many things and so many things get carried over to me and that actually becomes the belief system or the values, the things I hold dear, the things I see as right and wrong. Many of those definitions get shaped through that and that actually defines or becomes my culture. So if we look at that, it is so important to understand that if culture is learned within social groups, we want to make sure that the social groups that we create are healthy, they are whole, and they are functioning in a, such a healthy way that it produces more uh, health and more excitement. So that is one of the very important things to understand the social impact dynamic of groups and culture. So one of the things we really try and get right when we build these social groupings of culture then is we refer to people that get it right as insiders versus as people that is opposing what's busy happening within the team as outsiders. Insiders and outsiders are the two main two types of groups that we are referring to specifically at King Price when we work with groups. So from the very day that people start, from the induction process, and I'll maybe do another episode just on our induction process. But from that start, we try and create what we call insiders. Insiders are people that actually use the language uh, us, our, we, together, uh, and they refer to the company as theirs, as if they have ownership. Yes, that's what an insider is. Insider takes personal ownership and they take responsibility and they want to build the company. They want to be here. Outsiders, on the other hand, refers to language and uses language like they or them or the leadership or the management and refers to that as almost as external. So they refer to as if, as if they are functioning outside the company, although they work here. So we will have to make sure 
We don't want outsiders within the company. We want insiders inside the company. And that's quite crucial. So you want to make sure that you build insiders as opposed to outsiders. Another problem with insiders and outsiders, the problem can be problem or the solution, is that insiders produces more insiders. Outsiders produces more outsiders. So if you're not getting it right, and there's lots of outsiders and they're criticizing, they are pessimistic, they're negative, and that have a, a bad influence or a bad Apple influence type of thing on other people, what then happens is that people basically then comes to a place where they uh, uh, create more of those people. They complain, etc. They create more outsiders. Insiders are positive about the company, speak life about the company, are excited about the company, the leadership, etc. They buy in and they create more insiders. So in this first episode, then make sure do you see culture as one of the competitive advantages that you have uh, for as the business? Being competitive, building a great culture, create an environment in which people can grow, which is the role of leadership, uh, and know that the healthier you create that, the more health you will transfer, and then make sure you create insiders as opposed to outsiders. How do we do that? We're going to cover that in a couple of our next episodes. So thank you for listening to this very first podcast of ours on culture. We're quite excited to share many of the things we've learned just with you. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning into a word from the King, proudly brought to you by King Price Insurance, the King of Insurance.